0: So over these last couple of weeks, we've been in this series called The Games of Life. And I hope you've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed teaching it. I know Pastor Dave and Pastor Mark have as well. Today, we're wrapping things up by talking about how everyone needs a coach. And just to kind of get me in the mood, I brought a coaching hat and I got a clipboard and I've got a whistle. And if any of you, and I'm t- I am can see you. So if I catch any of you drifting off to sleep or anything, let's just be clear. I'll be using that whistle, so... <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's, that's way too much pressure to start off a message. What we've been doing over these last couple of weeks is looking at how all of us, right, we don't want to come to the end of our life and say, oh man, I really blew it, right? We want to, as Christ followers, succeed in what matters most. And so throughout this series, we talked about how you can win over loneliness, how you can be a good teammate, and also how you can, at times, take God honoring type risks. And all of those things are important. But even more important than that is what Paul says in Philippians 3 look at what he says here. He says, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So like Paul, God wants each and every one of you to win the prize, okay? And what is that prize? It's a prize that by the power of the Holy Spirit and through faith in Christ, you have a deep, personal, intimate relationship with with the God of this universe. How cool is that, right? And it's a relationship that is available not just for you right now, but forever. Here's the thing, though. For that to happen, you need the right coach. Now, having a good coach is important, but having the right coach is critical, If you you can have all kinds of talent in a particular area, sport or what activity, if you don't have the right coach who's going to train you and guide you and support you, you're not going to succeed. So just as every athlete, just as every sports team needs the right coach, you and I, we, we all need the right coach who is going to guide us and lead us and bring victory into our lives. And that coach is God. Psalm 127 verse one says, unless the Lord builds the house, it's builders labor in vain. So no matter what you do in life, okay, understand if God isn't directing it, if God isn't coaching you through it, it'll be in vain. You are not going to experience and enjoy all the blessings that he wants you to have and enjoy. So, so for all of you sitting here, okay, for all of you here watching online right now as well, what I wanna do is I wanna challenge you to make God your coach, not just some of the time, but all of the time. And not just in one area of your life, but in every single area of your life, because then he will be able to do things in your life for you that only he can do. And just to kind of help you remember how important it is for you to have God as your coach, I want you to um, repeat after me this statement, okay? I need God as my coach to save me. Everybody say that. I need God as my coach to save me. And you do, it's true. You need God to save you. And you need God to save you in a couple of areas. Think about this for a second. First, you need God to save you from a life without purpose. A life that lacks um, meaning and direction. A life that has no real sense of, of fulfillment or joy. You need God as your coach to save you from that. In Proverbs 16, it says, the Lord has made everything for his own purpose. So basically, if you're breathing air right now, God's got a purpose for you on this earth. But way too many people end up feeling empty and frustrated with their lives. Why? Because they don't know the purpose of their life. They don't know what they're supposed to do. They kind of fake it. You know, they think that that's going to give them meaning, but it doesn't work. Only God can fill that void that that lack of direction brings into the person's heart. Still, people will try to fill that void on their own. They'll, they'll turn to a career or a relationship or some other distraction. I mean, fill in the blank. People will do it, but it's like putting a square peg in a round hole, right? It doesn't work. So God, as your coach says, let me save you from that. I can, I can save you from that. I Let me, as your coach, guide you into a life that is filled with meaning and purpose where you can make a difference in this world, where you can impact people around you and be a blessing to them. So yeah, you need God as your coach to save you, to save you from a life without purpose. But you also need God as your coach to secondly save you from an eternity separated from him. Now, obviously, this is the biggest one, right? This is huge. Now, the Bible is clear when it says that death is not the end of your existence. Jesus teaches that after you die, you go to one of two places. And one of those places is called heaven, Right? And heaven is a place where you are connected to God forever. Thanks be to God for that. We are by God's grace, through faith in Christ, we know heaven is our home and and it's a place where there is no more pain or disease or suffering or sorrow or death or none of that garbage forever. 2 Timothy 1 says, our Savior Christ Jesus has destroyed death and brought life and immortality to light. So by God's grace, right? You can know that through faith in Jesus as your Savior, you're gonna spend your eternity in heaven, yay. But there is along that one place Another place that's just as real and it's an awful place and it's called hell, right? Hell is a place where you are separated from God forever. It is not a good place. It's filled with fire and pain and and utter darkness. It is a place where, as it says this in 2 Thessalonians 1, you will be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord. Yikes, And this too is forever. Here's where it gets worse. You cannot save yourself from that. You can't, because you're always making mistakes, you're always making bad choices, always rebelling, always disobeying. That sin is always going to serve as a threat that's gonna keep you from being with God forever. It's gonna threaten to keep you separated from God forever. So what do you need? You need a coach who's gonna save you, right? So God says, let me be your coach. I can save you from that as well. I can save you from an eternity separated from me. But you gotta trust me as your coach. You need to trust me to save you. And and God does save you. Just like he saves you from a life without purpose, he can save you from an eternity spent apart from him. And the way that he does that is pretty simple. It's pretty amazing. God saves you by inviting you to be on his team. One of the jobs of a coach is to help form a team. And maybe you can recall days back when you were a little kid in a you know, school playground and two kids were picking up sides for a particular game. What was the person that you, didn't want, you did not want to be? You did not want to be the last person picked, right? You never wanted to be that. Why? Because what did that make you? Unwanted, right? It was kind of a rejection, even though it wasn't necessarily implied or intended. It's just what it was. As your coach, God will never reject you. He always wants you, truly. He wants you. you. In his eyes, you are like a number one draft pick. You are the optimum player. He wants you more than anything else in all the universe. Look at this, in in Ephesians 1 verse five says, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do. And it gave him great pleasure. Isn't that amazing? You, You are so valuable to God that even before you were born, he invited you onto his team. He chose you to be part of his family through faith. And for many of us, it happened when we were baptized, but that's what God invites us to do. So for all of you here, for all of you watching me online right now, it doesn't matter who you are or what you've done, God holds out this invitation to be part of his team. And why on earth would God do that? God does it because he loves us. I mean, heaven only knows why God loves us, but he does, right? And these very familiar words from John 3, We are told, God so loved the world. How much did he love the world? He so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn it, but to save it. That's why we need God as our coach to save us. And he invites us onto his team to save us. And he does it because he loves us. Look at this picture up here. This is a picture of a guy by the name of Eddie Robinson. I don't know if any of you've heard of him or know who he is, but from 1941 to 1997, Eddie Robinson served as the football coach at Grambling State University in Louisiana. And during that time, he was a very good coach. In fact, he has the third most victories in the history of college football, right? So big deal. One of the things that that uh, Coach Eddie Robinson said, is that coaching is a a profession of love. Says before you can coach someone, you need to first love them. Well, guess what? As your coach, God first loved you. You didn't love him first. He first loved you and he loves you so much, he can't stand the thought of you spending your life without any real sense of purpose or meaning He loves you so much that he can't stand the thought of you spending all of eternity apart from him. So he loved you first. And he came to this earth in the person of Jesus. And by dying on the cross, he has washed away the guilt of your sin. And now you are part of his team. And that, my friends, is why you need God as your coach. You need God to save you. But there's a second phrase that I want you to say to yourself again and again, along with, yeah, I need God as my coach to save me, I want you to also say this again, just to remind yourself that you need God as your coach. And it's this, I need God as my coach to shape me. Everybody say that. I need God as my coach to shape me, good. Another job that a coach has is to get the players into shape and ready to play, right? If they're not in shape, not ready to play, they're not gonna win. God wants to shape you and change you from what the way you used to speak and think and act and and respond to situations into somebody that he knows you can be. So God wants to shape you. And Laura talked about this just a moment ago in the object lesson. And she read this verse, actually, Isaiah 64, said, Lord, we are the clay, you are the potter. We are all the work of your hands. So just as a potter takes a lump of clay and he molds it and shapes it, just as a coach is going to shape and train an athlete. So we need God as our coach to shape and train us into the person that he wants us to be. Get this, the person he knows we can be. And so God wants to shape us. He wants, as our coach, he wants to shape us in a variety of different areas. For example, God wants to shape your attitude. He wants to shape the way you think. And not just in some superficial, shallow kind of way, you know, it's just you just talk, but in a way that leads to deep, lasting change. In Proverbs, I'm sorry, in Romans chapter 12, it says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That word transformed in the Greek is also the word metamorphosis, right? The same change that a caterpillar that happens with a caterpillar when it becomes a butterfly. That's the kind of change God is looking for within you. He wants to change and shape your, your attitude so that you are a different person than what you used to be before you were part of his team, before you were adopted into his family, right? You should not be the same person you were how to help you. God gives you all kinds of tools. He's a good coach. So God uses at least two, to- two tools that can help shape your attitude. First, God uses prayer. And then second, God uses the Bible. These are not new to you, but just so you understand the time that you use, okay? Listen to this. The time that you use to connect and communicate with God in prayer The time that you use to read God's word, to think about it, to apply it to your life, that time is the time that God the Holy Spirit uses to transform you, to transform your life. Now understand, okay, just a little side note, this is not some two-week training program that if you follow it, then presto, changeo, you are different. No, it's not money back guaranteed. No, it's not like that. It is it is something that happens over time. It's time that you spend every day throughout your life. Throughout your life. You just, you know, be with God. You sit in his presence. So God wants to be your coach. To shape you, to shape your attitude. But second, God also wants to shape your actions. So God isn't just interested in shaping you internally and how you think. He also wants to shape you on the outside and how how you live. In Ephesians 5, it says, you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. That's how God wants you to live. In Ephesians 4, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. God wants to shape your actions. But now here's the question I want to share with you. I want you to think about this. When people see you, okay, what do they see? When they look at you, when they look at your actions, when they look at how you treat other people, people that you know, people that are just complete strangers, what do they see? What do they see? Seriously, do they see someone who is living different than the rest of this world? Do they see something in you that maybe they don't have? Do they see you as someone who is reflecting the God who is shaping you and your actions? See, we need God to shape us in that way, because on our own, we're a mess. But there's a third area that God wants to shape in your life. He also wants to shape your aspirations. And by that, I mean, he wants to shape what you long for, what you desire. Because a lot of people today, they desire, their goals, their desires just don't last. I mean, they desire and go after things like a career, like wealth, like recreational pursuits. And those aren't bad. It's just that they only provide short-term enjoyment. And God says, I got something better than that. So he wants to reshape your aspirations, what you long for. In fact, that's what, and and not after things that are just temporary. In fact, that's why Jesus says this in Matthew 6. He says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Don't let those temporary desires of your life shape you. And I know it's hard. I, I know I'm I'm tempted like everybody else. It's tempting to be attracted to those things that are flashy, to put higher value on things that make you happy here and now. But God, as your coach, just wants to remind you those things, you know what? They can get lost. They can get broken. They go out of date and out of style. So God wants to reshape your aspirations away from things that are just temporary to things that have an eternal significance, right? An eternal impact like loving and serving other people like using your gifts and talents and abilities to make a difference in this world, like growing your faith. You know, God wants to shape your aspirations and he wants to do it so that the desires of your heart come into alignment with the desires of his heart. So you need God as your coach, not just to save you, but also to shape you. One last area where you really need God to be your coach. And I want you to repeat this again, this little phrase to yourself over and over again so that you recognize, yep, I need God as my coach. It's this, I need God as my coach to send me. Everybody say that. I need God as my coach to send me, right? A good coach, right? A good coach doesn't just invite a player onto the team and then get them ready to play and then have them sit on the sidelines, he has them go out or she has them go out onto the playing field where they can make a difference. Okay, God who has saved you and who has loved you expects you to go out onto the playing field of this world and use your talents and your gifts and your abilities to make a difference in this world. But here's the problem. Some of you are very content to just sit on the sidelines and and stay there. Just like, I'm, I'm fine. Thank you. Thanks for asking, though. I mean, I'll cheer on other people. You go. That was good. Yes, good job. And you know, that's fine. But if you're not out on the playing field, that's not fine. Understand something. As your coach, God saves you and shapes you so that he can then send you out into this world to make a difference. Look at this. Jesus says in John 20, as the father sent me, I am sending you. No exceptions, right? All of you, all of you. He, you know, he wants you to uh, to to tell other people about the Jesus you know. He wants you to to um to share with them about how God loves people and how He will forgive them and give them eternal life as a gift of His grace. He wants you to do that so that here's why, so that they will know and trust in Jesus as their Savior, and so that God can save and shape and send them too. And honestly, I can't think of a mission that is more significant and more important on this planet than that. In Acts 1 verse 8, Jesus says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Jesus wants you to tell other people about him. Right, he, he wants you to go to your Jerusalem. Okay, we'll call that just your neighborhood, your home, your community. Okay, it includes your 365 and one person. Remember them, and then he wants you to go to Judea and Samaria, and that would be people who are nearby, like the you know even the greater Cleveland area, but who might be different from you um, socially, morally, culturally, financially, whatever. And then he wants you to go to the ends of the earth to everybody. He wants you to go to everybody because God doesn't want anyone to be overlooked. He doesn't want anyone to be missed. Jesus says in John 8, verse 12, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And that's what God wants, not just for you, not just for me, but for everybody everywhere. He wants us to have this light of life that comes only through Jesus. But for that to happen, God needs to be your coach. A coach who, yes, saves you, not just from a life without purpose, but also from your sin so that you can spend eternity with him in heaven. A God who wants to shape you, shape your attitudes and your actions and your aspirations so that you become more and more a reflection of Jesus to the people around you. A God who wants to send you to get you off the sidelines and out onto the playing field so so that you can make a difference out there, so that you can make an impact on this planet too. So let me challenge you in a couple of ways. Okay, first challenge is this. Dedicate a set time each day to pray and read God's word. All right, set a time. It doesn't matter what the time is. For me, it's in the morning when I get here at the office. Uh, It could be after lunch. It could be right before you go to bed. It doesn't matter. Just set a time. And here's the key. Stick to it. Make it a habit. And don't skip, even if you're on vacation, right? Don't skip if you got company over. Set that time and make that a dedicated time just for you and God, because he's your coach. Second, use your words and actions to reflect Jesus to others. Let people see Jesus in you, right? You're on his team. Let people see that God is shaping how you think, how you live, what you are pursuing in life, what you're really striving after. Okay, let people see that. And then third, step out in faith and invite your 365 and one to church with you. Invite this person, okay? You should be praying for this person whom you know is maybe unchurched or they don't have a relationship with Christ. And you know, I'm still praying for Chad. (laughs) I keep praying for Chad, poor Chad. I'm praying for you, buddy. Someday, someday, pray for that. And maybe it's somebody else. Maybe it's, you know, a person that just moved into your neighborhood. It's summer, people move during that time. Whatever it is, invite them to church. Maybe you invite them to church this Sunday, because this next week, Sunday, because we're gonna start a new series called Embracing Forgiveness. This is an area that a lot of people struggle in. And we're gonna learn answers to how do I find forgiveness? How do I forgive myself? How do I forgive other people? How do I know that God's forgiveness for me is really forever and not just you know has an expiration date? We're gonna look at that. And maybe this maybe this next week is too soon, but then maybe you can invite them to our one outdoor service that's coming up on September 11th at 10 o'clock. We're gonna have another service. We did this in May. Remember that? It was a beautiful day. It was a hot day, but it was a beautiful day. And we're gonna do that outside. So maybe you can invite them to that because it'll be a lot more relaxed. We'll have some food. Whatever it is, understand God is sending you. okay? And one of the ways that he can send you to make a difference in this world is to invite this person or somebody else to come here to learn about a God who loves them, who wants to save them and shape them and send them too. So let's pray about that, all right? Let's pray about that. Father, I thank you for your willingness to coach and direct us through our life here on this earth. Thank you for this series and for growing and strengthening us. May all that we say and do reflect your power and your presence within us so that you, Lord, might receive all the honor, glory, and praise. Father, we love you. We pray all this in Jesus' great name. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Amen.